This is How's It China with Cliff Central and China Plus. Download the podcast on the Cliff Central website, app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Another week brings another episode, the third in our series so far. How's it, China? And today is a particularly auspicious day. Uh, it's the first of October, 2019, National Day of the People's Republic of China, and I thought that that was probably um, quite fortuitous, right, Pums? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to find out about the uh, Pretoria Chinese School. We're going to speak to Angela and John, who are the principal and deputy principal there. And we're also going to talk to Refilwe, who's a grade 11 pupil at the school. We'll talk a little bit about the language and some other interesting things. But I do think it's worth mentioning the founding of the People's Republic of China all the way back in 1949, and it was founded on that、uh, the first of October today in 1949, a ceremony celebrating the forming of the Central People's Government, which took place in Tiananmen Square on the same day that year. And this year they're celebrating their 70th anniversary. So, Gareth, if you lived your thousand years, you would remember a time before there was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, China existed as a country for many, many thousands of years before that. And this But, is what's so incredibly fascinating about this country. Well, am- among many things,、um, it's quite interesting to note that China was at that time and at the founding of the of the country one of the poorest countries in the world. Its per capita income was a little over. Seven hundred U.S. dollars in today's prices, barely five percent of the United States at that time. And obviously now,、um, there's a huge amount of progress that's been made between 1951 and 1977. Consumption per capita increased by 50 percent. Forty years of reform turned China into the second largest economy in the world, and the largest manufacturer and exporter, the second largest spender on research and development. Six out of ten Chinese now live in cities, as、right. opposed to then. It's incredible.、Like. With the opening up policy, there's been increasing exchange between China and the world. We could see、um, the language,、uh, education, and schools taking place all over. There are many schools in South Africa that now、um, offer Chinese. As a as a as a course as a, a language an option. We might even have government schools offering it. There we go. In a little bit to come. While English is a must-learn subject in Chinese schools, foreigners are now also picking up Chinese languages. So I thought this episode we'd find out a little bit about how South Africans can learn the Chinese language. So let's welcome to the studio Angela Liu, who's the deputy principal at the Chinese school. Mr. John Gelling, who's the principal, and Ref Filwe. Nice to have you guys here. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Well, first of all, where exactly in Pretoria is the Chinese school?、Uh, it's in a little suburb called Wingate Park.、Mm-hmm. Um, if you know the Rajal off ramp off the N1 going north, it's on the right hand side,、Ooh. quite、I、close to the、place. to the Red Flag、uh, game reserve. Yes.、Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So how many how many、uh, pupils are there? About four hundred and thirty from grade、wow. double north to grade twelve. Excellent. Sure. Yeah. And. Okay, you can teach us a little Chinese this morning because I'm I'm assuming that everybody there learns Chinese. Rafilwe,、um, you've been at the school the whole of your high school.、Um, I've been in the school since grade one, actually. Wow. Really? Yes. <laughs> Now, why did you decide, or why did your parents decide that that was the school that they wanted to send you to?、Um, I'm not really positive, but then、um, as I have an older brother. He、mm-hmm. was born first, of course. So、um, he went there before I did. So then、you、I just, kind of just followed yeah, him, and then、follow. 
um, in high school I did want to leave But then I thought I'm doing well And I'm enjoying the language I'm enjoying the school I'm enjoying the subjects So I just decided to stay And I'm actually really happy Where I am right now Good So do you and your brother Gossip about your parents In Mandarin? <laughs> um, he left actually. <laughs> he left before high school, so he he kind of forgot how to speak in Chinese. Really? So I'm like the only body. I'm the only person in the family that can speak Chinese. So it's, it's kind amazing. of nice sometimes. Do you find um, you're, you're surprised sometimes at at people who suddenly uh, will speak Chinese somewhere around you and you can understand them, and they don't think you can understand them. <laughs> Yes, actually, <laughs> like when I go and buy Chinese food sometimes um, near uh, my local pick and pay, um, there are some Chinese customers and they speak to one another and it sometimes fascinates me how I actually also understand. I mean, sometimes I do want to barge in and just be like, you know, hello, hi. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but hello, I'm like, you know, let me just keep myself in check, compose myself and yeah. So how does the Chinese school work? John, Angela? Well, how, we how, are... Typical South African school. Uh, we follow the IB, IEB curriculum. Okay. Um, but every single child from grade double or to matric, it's compulsory to learn Mandarin. Excellent. And so we have a team of five uh, Chinese teachers, of which yes. a- Angela is six. in charge, six now. Yes. Um, and they teach the kids Chinese writing as well and also how to learn to speak Chinese. You know what I was fascinated by when we were getting ready for this episode is the fact that there are so many different dialects of Chinese. Yes. And and that I and that they're not all mutually intelligible. Like when you speak Zulu, you kind of you can understand Kosa, you can oh, yeah, understand yeah. Swati. Is that not the way that Chinese the Chinese language works as well? No, uh, Mandarin is the official language. Mm-hmm. But if we hear other dialects, for example, a lot of uh, local Chinese are Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my uh, home language, uh, one of my home language was uh, Hakka, which is a little bit uh, close to Cantonese. I don't speak Cantonese, but I can hear some. But if I listen to another dialect, say from Fujian province or from Sichuan province, that's like another foreign language to me. Wow. So it's like totally different. And know. this is because wow. Chinese, China is such a huge it's country. Yeah. And you know. they, they are, uh, 56, uh, you know, ethnic groups. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Right. So uh, do we have a lot of people in South Africa that, that come to you and say, we'd really like our kids to, to learn to speak Mandarin because we think that that's where the future is. And, and we, is that the main motivation? I think there are two reasons. One, we are small school, so the classes are relatively small. Then the second one is to learn Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, I think there's a growing demand mm. for learning Mandarin. And some of our past pupils have been really successful in following up on that. Um, one of them had a job for uh, Sun City where they did interpret interpreting when they got Chinese visitors. Oh, wow. You know, so that's an Maybe avenue that money. wouldn't yeah. have been possible if he hadn't had that opportunity. And he's fluent, absolutely fluent in, in Mandarin. And, and many of our kids are. what's the composition of the school? What's, you're, in my mind, I kind of think it's a Chinese school, therefore it's predominantly Chinese Not at children. All. It's about 10% Chinese, really? some Koreans, uh, and the rest are South Africans. Wow. Yeah, it and was uh, only for the Chinese children before 1992 and then uh-huh. in 1992 we opened up to the South African kids and at the moment the Chinese children are like a, a small percentage uh, mostly South African kids yeah but uh, Chinese Mandarin is our compulsory subject yeah. 
And what's the medium of instruction? So I also went to a foreign language school and mm-hmm. we had a dual stream. So in, in some parts of the school, people, the language of instruction. So you did history in German, you did science in German. What's your medium of instruction at your school? English. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So most of the subjects are taught in English, but obviously the languages, uh, like we have Mandarin, we have Afrikaans, and then uh, Zulu up to grade four, then they will be taught uh, partially in that particular language. Yeah. How, how easy is it to learn Mandarin? If you've spoken English and you've had like the Greek alphabet your whole life and you haven't really written in another language? Well, uh, it's amazing how children learn Mandarin. I, I think learn anything when they are so young. Mm. Like our little ones, uh, preschool, they can count up to 200 in grade note. And they can sing like 10 songs and they can do various, uh, you know, easy. Are you, are you, is this your nice way of saying that we're too old to learn? Uh, ask John, you know, we teach our teachers, all our teachers learn Mandarin as well, but they struggle. Really? Yes. Yeah, because everything's in English in the yeah. school, so we don't get a chance to speak Mandarin. Yeah. You know, when I talk to Angie, it's always in English. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And all the other Chinese teachers that we have can talk English, so everything's done in English. But the kids, I mean, by grade one, if they've been there from double naught, uh, they can almost conduct their lesson largely in Mandarin already because the kids are learning it and they pick it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rafilwe can talk Mandarin. Come on, Rafilwe. Come show, on, Rafilwe. Show, yeah, show, say it. Show, show, show off a bit. Say yeah. it. Say Tell it. us about the, the National Day of the People's Republic of China and how we're celebrating 70 years here today. Um, well, personally, I don't know much about that. I know about a lot about the fun things that happen in China. Okay, right, give us I know some about of that. So in Mandarin, two cents. <laughs> and then you can afterwards you can tell you translate for us. Go on. Okay, I'm not that 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 good in my Chinese. Um, <laughs> Go on. Um, we're not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't know if you make a mistake. We're not gonna know. Um, okay. H- how um, about we first say uh, Happy Birthday to China to start with? Do you want to learn yes. Chinese? Yes. Okay, Teach <laughs> yeah. us at the same okay. time. Okay. Um, so China. Yeah. So first we say China. Zhongguo. 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 Yes. And right. then happy birthday we say. 生日快乐. So 生日. 生日. Yes. That means birthday. 生日快乐. 快乐. That's happy. Yes. Yes. Well So they teach the kids the happy birthday song, yeah, uh, but in Chinese, you see. So they sing it. Okay. And it's exactly it? the same tune that we use, but it's in Mandarin. Yeah, no, I cannot yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. Well okay. Fifi, let's do it. Okay. Even John can do it. <laughs> do you speak some um, some Mandarin outside of school? No, no. no. You no. have any friends I you can have speak no to? claim to fame in that area. <laughs> Angie's been trying for four years, and it's, it's too difficult. <laughs> It's just practice, you know. Mm. Practice. Is there a big uh, Chinese community in Pretoria? 
Not really, not really. Yeah, I do think a, a more of, more uh, Chinese in Johannesburg. Yeah. And and do a lot of people travel through to school every day from Johannesburg? It's quite a long no, way. No, no. The furthest we have is somebody that comes from Hardybeersport Dam. Wow, Whoa. which is quite a trip. That's a hell of a distance. But not from Johannesburg. Wow. Um, yeah. There are lots of schools in government schools now, and some uh, independent schools that are offering Mandarin as a choice mm. subject. Uh, whereas ours is compulsory, so that's the difference. Because uh-huh. uh, the government introduced well, uh, Mandarin as a second additional language that they can write for their matric exam um, four years ago now, I think, four years ago, because we've had the second lot of matrics or this year. Uh, the third lot of matrics or this year, writing matric. Second, uh, writing second. an IEB? Second year, yes. IEB yes. Uh, or government. Mm-hmm. The IEB sets the exam and the government uses the same paper. <laughs> and so it, it, do you also do written yes. um, Mandarin So, and, and with the characters? Yes. Is that how you – oh, that is From cool. grade four. From yeah. grade so four. So from uh, preschool to grade three is mainly uh, conversational, like we learn listening, speaking. Mm-hmm. And then from grade three, they started to learn the phonetics uh, system. And then four, from four, grade four, then they started writing Yeah, mm-hmm. from the easier characters. And then when they get to matric level, then they must be able to uh, do creative writing. They must uh, understand the question and answer in characters. Yeah. Is it tough, Rufule? Um, it, it kind of is a bit challenging. <laughs> but at the end of the day, especially our, um, chi- um, our Chinese paper too, since I take Chinese as a subject, um, our paper too. At the end of the day, when you're done writing, it looks so nice because it's it's only characters, and you just feel proud of yourself. And it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, you and your calligraphy. That's yeah. totally <laughs> I'm actually really jealous of that. Yeah. How difficult is it to write in Chinese? Well, it's a matter of knowing your characters and um, sentence structure. So if you don't know your characters, it's going to be very difficult for you because. In Chinese, there are a lot of characters that look the same, mm. and there are a lot of characters that have the same meaning, but a different um, way of writing it and things like that. So we learn traditional. So it's a thing of you can't um, mix your simplified and your traditional Chinese in your exam. So you need to know all your traditionals. And if you put in a simplified version, then it will be wrong, if I can put it like yeah. that. And what what is what is it like for you, kind of the switch over between... The various languages Because how many languages do you speak? I, I speak quite a few At, at home I right? speak like English and Spady and other languages And at school it's I personally sometimes find it difficult Especially if I have like Chinese in the first double period And then the next period I have Afrikaans Because in Chinese we have tone signs That when you pronounce your words You have to pronounce it in a specific tone So when I swap so When I switch to another language I kind of say a word in a tone sign and people ask me why are you putting a, a tone to it. <laughs> and then I'm end up, and then they call me dramatic. So I'm just like, okay, you wouldn't understand really why I do it, but it's, it's just a habit. It just happens. It's, it's something natural that just comes to me now. And what are you hoping, um, the language, knowing the language will do for your future? Um, well, personally, after I'm, I'm finished with high school and everything, um, I have two plans. One of my plans is to obviously study in China. I am working on getting a scholarship there to study there. And um, if that doesn't work out, then um, I'm still going to try. But then I would also like to do translating in certain places like Sun City or Gold Reef City or whatever, mm. just to, you know, get money in because 
It is a good Absolutely. opportunity and everything, Serge. No, I mean, listen, mm. being able to, to speak Mandarin is going to become even more important on exactly. our continent in the future. So mm-hmm. this is this is already a, an area that's full of business potential and, and the ability to then just deal with tourists and that kind of thing is almost an added extra. Yeah, yeah in fact, uh, Fifi is uh, going to China in about two weeks' time wow. because of the competition that she participated <coughs> two months ago. Oh, yes? Yeah. Do you want to talk about what, it? Did you, did you win a competition? Um, yes, it was the Chinese, the, the 12th yes. <coughs> Chinese Bridge Competition. Um, it's a competition basically where you have to do a speech for about three to three minutes. Yeah, three minutes, two to three minutes, three to four. Um, a talent for about five minutes, and you have to write a test that is only in characters. Wow. No English whatsoever. So even your name, you have to write it in characters. And you're, you're, yeah, and this is only for non Chinese speakers. Yeah. So what was your talent part? I, I, I dance. Oh. Uh-huh. I cannot sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And what okay. are the cultural aspects of the schooling like? So do you, I, I understand that it's like any other private school in South Africa, but do you have, because it's a Chinese school, do you have lots of cultural activities to immerse the kids in the Chinese culture? Yes. Uh, during the day, uh, we normally uh, focus on the academic uh, part of the language, and then we have uh, cultural uh, clubs in the afternoon. Uh, we also do uh, cultural activities during the uh, daytime, like in the normal timetable. Especially when it comes to like, for example, we just celebrated a uh, moon festival and then a few months ago it was a uh, dragon ball festival. So that then we do a relevant activity. What's a dragon ball festival? Dragon ball festival. <laughs> Is it like uh, dragon ball Z? Yeah, then <laughs> and you must have heard about dragon ball race. Yeah, so that's what that. You see them about. often in like the Hong Kong Harbor. Yes. Yes. The international yes. Uh, competition. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I believe they, you, they used to be a South African team as well. I'm not sure about now. Yeah. So then in the, in the uh, afternoon, we have uh, various uh, cultural clubs uh, run through different phases. So like uh, they do um, like cultural related activities, paper cutting, calligraphy, painting, well, depending on the different ages. So they do uh, what the children can manage. And then we also have dancing club. We have drumming club. Um, yeah. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So Fifi yeah. is one of the members in the dancing club. And Very we do good. cultural as well. Hey? And I see you're also a major quiz winner. I see lots of, <laughs> yes. lots of badges yeah, on your jacket. She's so talented. <laughs> wow. I recently um, just had the Pretoria News or IOL newspaper um, competition. Oh, yeah? And it, it's, it's... You won really, it, huh? Um, yes. This the, Okay. Last year, we won runner-up. It was our first time entering... Well, it was the first time actually in Pretoria where they hosted. So... Um, our team, we had two teams last year. We always have two teams. So our team, we were team one. Uh, it was me and three other boys mm-hmm. within my school. Um, so then last year we won runner up. And then this year, this is region, this is regional round. We won runner up. And then last year, this year, I'm sorry, we won first place. Very good. You yeah. should invite Gareth because yeah. he's got lots of. Lots useless of useless info. information in his brain. <laughs> and this morning he was actually complaining that he's never won a quiz. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I, no, I have. How dare you, Puma. But I think, I think it would look very odd if I suddenly arrived at your table with uh, the four of you. So yeah, well, you can be like a mentor. No, it would not be useful. Plus, of course, my Mandarin is useless, so we wouldn't even try that. All right, let's do some, some basic stuff, though, because I think it would help um, for a lot of people who might be listening to this to know just 
how to say hello, yeah, and, good morning, and say yeah, and say thank you and please and those kinds of things because those are useful things to learn. So, Rafiwa, you go ahead and teach us. Now you can be the teacher for a change. Okay. So um, how do you greet first of all? Okay. Um, well, in the afternoon, you would usually say like nihao or ninhao. Ninhao, the word nin means you. You. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's a more respectful way of saying it. So you say nin to al. Yeah, like your elders and everyone. Okay. But then knee is more like a casual to your friends, to your peers and everything. So like ni hao, um, that is in the afternoon more or less. And then in the morning you say tawan or like in the morning when I go to school and then I see my teachers, I say laoshi tawan, which means good morning teacher because laoshi means teacher. Laoshi. Laoshi, mm-hmm. yes. And then um, xiao zhang is principal. So then I could say um, xiao zhang hao instead of Xiao Zhang Ni Hao Or like something like that Right So then um, Thank you is Xie Xie That is one thing That everybody knows Xie 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 Even um, Sia knows that one. Uh, oh yes I heard earlier <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Please is like Ching So like when I say May I ask um, It's like Yeah Ching Wen Yeah Ching Wen And then Yeah Like when I ask a question um, Okay that actually means like I have a question, but um, yes, like that. And then in class, when you want to go to the bathroom or anything like that, that's an important one. <laughs> How do I find the ladies? That's um, very you important. just say, uh, which is like, uh, say that slow, man. Uh, and then a person would reply, I'm going to have to listen to this again in the podcast. <laughs> Ma makes it into a question. Yes, well done, John. Well, this is another way of putting it into a question by like taking your verb, putting pu and the verb again. So, like, instead of saying ni hao ma, how are you, you could say ni hao pu hao. Oh. Aha. Very good. I'll just say ni hao ma. Yeah. Good. I'll just be respectful and say ni hao. Yes, yes, yes. See, I'm learning little bits. I love love language. You have potential. Thank you. Is there any place that adults can get uh, lessons in Mandarin, except obviously for private tutors? Are there there places around South Africa where you can? Uh, We do offer adult classes at our school on Saturdays. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there are a few of our our students travel from Johannesburg. Because we say to them, uh, there are other people in Johannesburg, you know, but they say, no, they like the Pretoria Chinese school. Mm, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's, it's and, good to learn it in a good environment. And yeah. do, do you offer classes for kids that are not students in your school? Like if you have an adult class on a Saturday afternoon or whatever, do you have one for kids? Um, not at the moment because we actually uh, don't have enough manpower. Yeah, uh-huh. We struggle to find like good qualified teachers in in Pretoria, even in South Africa, as a matter of fact, yeah, mm. Mm. Oh, it's so difficult. Yeah, we advertised for a teacher, Chinese teacher, Mandarin teacher last year, and there wasn't one one reply. Are there? Are there? Um, perhaps? See, Rufilo, that's another thing. You could you could become a teacher and you could teach Chinese. She could. <laughs> you probably earn more money doing other things. Translation. <laughs> are there no teachers that might want to come across from China to teach? Uh, that's they the only are. source. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the only source. So most of the teachers that are teaching in the government schools with the Department of Education, they come across 
hmm. from China on a contract, say right. four years, and then they go back. So there's quite a bit of turnover. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah the I, reason I, the reason Pumi's asking about lessons for children is she's trying to palm off her son on <laughs> Saturday mornings to to you guys to look after and teach Mandarin. Yeah, it's like it would be a win-win. Yeah. I win a Saturday morning, he wins Mandarin lessons. There we go. See? What fantastic <laughs> planning. That's excellent planning. We know that your intentions are pure, Pumi. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. It's always it's in the best intentions of the child. To teach some, some best Mandarin. intentions of the child. Ah, I, know. I know. Very good. Um, obviously, I, I would imagine the school has grown over the years. It, it probably started off much, much smaller, and it's, it's adding new... New numbers all the time, right? Well, it's been around since 1934. Wow. And if you look at some of the old pictures, uh, there are very few children at some stages. Then it grew. Mm. Mm. Um, so it's fluctuated. Our last guest, his dad came to teach at That's that right. school. We had a guest a couple of weeks ago, and his father actually came here to teach at that what school. What a pong. Yes. Yes. We know. Yes, him. I listened to that podcast <laughs> yesterday. So, um, okay. So you guys are, we're all paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is terrific. Okay. So there are places for adults to learn on a, on a Saturday and, and then you've got these 400 odd, uh, students at, yeah. at your school at That's the moment. Amazing. Do they, do they do all the, the regular subjects as well? Yes. So we, it's a, you know, you get a, a standard IEB education yes, by correct. the end of it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So the, uh, Engineering, graphics and design, geography, physical science, life science, all the normal subjects. Sure, that's mm. magnificent. Come and then they it. can choose. Um, we give them the option to choose to do Mandarin as one of their matric subjects when they will write the IEB exam. If they choose not to, then we have an internal exam and we give them a certificate from our school huh. saying that they are proficient uh, in Mandarin. Um, because some of them don't want to do it, you know, as, as a, a as examination a subject. subject yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One one of our uh, teachers, actually, she's the um, the director of the school now, uh, Mrs. Uh, Jennifer Nieselen. So she was appointed as the um, oral moderator, and she also oversees the portfolio work of the students for the IEB metric exam. The Mandarin metric exam. Fantastic. Yeah. Do we have any idea of how many how many other people there are in South Africa that are at Chinese schools or at least doing Mandarin as a subject? Is it, is it in the thousands? Is it in the hundreds? Yeah, I've got the, uh, some information here that I would like to share. Sure. Uh, so most of the other schools, uh, they have teachers from China and they are uh, sponsored by Confucius Institutes. Okay. So Confucius Institutes, they have Chinese uh, schools in the universities level and then Confucius classrooms are in the uh, schools like primary school or high school level. Uh, so at the moment, uh, South Africa has the most Confucius Institutes and classroom in Africa. Awesome. So there are six uh, Confucius Institutes so that's offered in the university level and three Confucius uh, classrooms. And there are 54 Chinese teachers uh, plus the volunteers. Uh, about 45 schools offer Mandarin at the moment. So uh, on the number uh, uh, side, over 7,100 learners at the schools and over 1,300 students at the universities and the adults is about 450. Sure. Oh. Yeah, so it's getting... So nice. Some years ago, we were the only school in F uh, South Africa that offered uh, Chinese Mandarin. But now, uh, I think a lot more schools offer that. But I think we are still the only school that offers from preschool to matric. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So 
for that we're very proud. Well, True, Rafilo, it's unbelievable. Very proud of you, and thanks for coming in this morning and showing off a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that you've made a lot of people jealous, and you've made people like me think that maybe we should actually learn some Mandarin, because <laughs> I do think it's important. It's one of the most widely spoken languages yeah. in the world. And uh, I think that it's a tremendous advantage to have the ability to speak and understand mm. and write Mandarin. It's terrific. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Even if even if you weren't sure when you just followed your brother into the Chinese, <laughs> now you know you you made a good decision. Yes. Huh? Very, very good cool. luck. Good luck Thank in you your so competition in you. China. Absolutely. Enjoy it. And when you when you've been over there and you've uh, seen lots of things and experienced lots of stuff, come back and tell us. No problem. Awesome. Thank you very much, John. Thank you so much, thank Angela. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for joining us on so cool. our third episode of How's It China. We will be back with more, and we've got lots of interesting stuff to still explore. So don't go anywhere. This is How's It China with Cliff Central and China Plus. Download the podcast on the Cliff Central website, app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.